Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Research VR Podcast. Today I'm here joined by Mr. Tom Emmerich from Super Ventures. Hi, Tom. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. We're doing uh, kind of a special episode today just to talk about spatial audio, about hearables, and the whole audio augmentation side. And this is something we talk about so much that might even turn into its own show and segment that we could do regularly here. So I thought we should just start it off, you know, by before the year ends and uh, see what has happened all throughout, you know, 2016, what's been exciting us, what is just coming out now, and what's right over the horizon for 2017. Amazing. Can you hear me? I hear you just get the pun? great. The hearing? Oh. Uh, ha. Oh, so Tom, on that the, witty note, is this how the <laughs> is this how the podcast is going to be? <laughs> We're just going to do puns worry, all day. I'm not a comedian, <laughs> uh, but no, thanks for having me. It's Absolutely. been a fantastic year for audio. I think it's uh, definitely coming into its own as a wearable technology category. Yeah, um, you know, we finally have one of the most anticipated hearables on the market right now. It's finally shipping and. Of course, I'm talking about Apple's AirPods, Mm -hmm. but there are so many other companies that are tackling this space and it is going to be a big year, I think, an even bigger year for audio in 2017 now that we have a lot of the new advancements in display technology on people's faces. And I think that's just driving more people to start thinking about senses and how to augment them Um, and audio being probably second in line after visual augmentation. Right. Yeah. So at SuperVentures, we're focused on augmented reality as a fund. But for us, the definition of augmented reality is looking at the totality of the human experience being augmented. Mm, so and it of encompasses course, virtual as well. Exactly, right? right? So it's like um, we have to augment our sight. But in order for immersive computing to be immersive, we also have to think about the augmentation of hearing, touch, emotion. Mm. The human experience is very complex, and we're going to continue to strip those layers and find new ways to digitize ourselves and make that part of our computing process moving forward. Awesome. Yeah. And I think just to kick it off, we should talk about the most timely one, the Apple AirPods. Yeah. That just came out this week. They announced it, I think, with the iPhone. Then they said they're going to release it in the later half of 2016. Mm -hmm. Then it was like on Monday morning or like some random time. It was like, oh, by the way, we're going to have pre-orders in like 12 hours and they're going to start selling in two days. Right. Right. It was really delayed. Very delayed. Uh, And there were a lot of journalists that were talking about some of the various reasons that would Mm -hmm. have caused that delay, including some quality issues. But they're finally here and they're already sold out in, in true yeah. Apple form. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I think to the shortages, it was iFixit that I was just looking at that they always do a breakdown of every, mm. every new Apple product. And they broke, they, they usually do like a, a repairability score and like how easy is it to take it apart and repair it. They gave it a zero out of 10 because it's everything is just, they have to like literally rip through it to get to it. But they realized that there's like so much hot glue in the charging port for the AirPods. And they're suspecting that it was actually the charging port itself that was the cause of the delay huh. rather than the you know the w1 chip or something in the here right, so right right that's something interesting i saw last night that is interesting mm-hmm. and i mean we're going to use this term hearable and it's going to be a very kind of flexible term right now yeah um, and the devices that we're going to be exploring today on the podcast uh, they are not completely apples to apples mm-hmm. speaking of apple <laughs> again another witty one. Oh gosh tom so the um the the point that i'm trying to make is that airpod is considered hearable but there are much more advanced and complex hearables that are already on the market or that are expected to come to the market soon What's exciting about this is that it's Apple blessing a category. Apple saying that we are going to get into advanced 
hearing devices. And it's expected that this category will continue to grow and be um, seen as being added more features, just like the Apple Watch has been. Um, And of course, like the biggest advancement for Apple is their W1 chip, which they're also using in their Beats line. Um, And this really allows for a much easier method to connect your earphones to all Apple devices. And uh, although um, with some other hearable devices or even wireless headphones that I have, it's not completely impossible to connect via usual Bluetooth. It is a little bit of a struggle. Bluetooth sucks. Oh, God damn. The only one, the only Bluetooth device that actually is like impressed me recently, and that was like this morning, was the Bose mini sound link, you know, the little Bluetooth speaker. Right. Like every time I turn it on, instantly is like a, instantly connects to my phone and says connected to Azad Balabanian's iPhone. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, Bluetooth is such a headache. And I can see why Apple never really pushed for wireless things through Bluetooth because UX side is horrible for that. It is. So they've, uh, from my understanding is that they had a, have a whole new Bluetooth protocol that is their own proprietary, like band maybe, or maybe just their own kind of backbones. I don't, I don't know how Bluetooth works. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> but I really hope they open this up for other people to start adding on top, you know, if they can have iPhone integration or W1 integration that, you know, just imagine your Snapchat spectacles being right. as easy to pair. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, they probably are going to be, I would hazard a guess, really selective on who has access to this technology right. because it is becoming quite a selling feature. And it really speaks to Apple's closed ecosystem. Like things that work well with Apple are purchased by, you know, Mac and Apple lovers because everything sings so well together. That's right. Um, And I'll give you an example, like uh, without naming names, like a lot of the other devices that I've tried, you have to first go into your settings on your iPhone Mm. to find the device when it's in pairing mode, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes the most, you know, it's like purgatory for, (laughs) for Bluetooth. And it, then you finally, it finally appears, you tap on it. And then oftentimes you have to go back into the companion app mm-hmm. for the device to complete that step. And so mm-hmm. that process is just like, um, especially for the average Joe, just doesn't want to do that. They just want to put the device in their ear and go. Yeah. And that's exactly the solution that Apple has uh, focused on. Bluetooth isn't new. I mean, we've had Bluetooth in, I remember the Razor phones from like 2005. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's an old protocol, all of these legacy kind of, code essentially is is coming through so they need a f- they've needed a change in bluetooth and you know bluetooth 4.0 ble was a good step forward for connected devices for iot for where whatever right. <laughs> that, that's a new category c- category there's you know well, uh there's writables there's wearables there's hearables whatever um <laughs> I'm actually super stoked on the rideable category. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like a that's like a really racy <laughs> podcast. Or am I, is my mind going somewhere? <laughs> um, but I mean, there are other things that we should talk about when it comes to the yeah. Apple AirPod. And okay, number one is the fact that there are some sensors that are built into the AirPod that um, detect when they're in your ear. They also help to maximize um, uh, voice as well as your ability to hear overall. And so Apple's really thought about the experience of you using these devices to take a call, the experience for you to be able to speak to Siri, which yeah. is like key here, mm-hmm. your overall you know, audio experience. And I mean, they have the Beats team under their family now, which is really important because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how smart these devices, this, this hearable is, if it doesn't sound great, if your music does not sound great, then you're just not going to want to use it. 
they've also really thought about the battery life, right? And so yeah. even though the battery life lasts, I think around, you know, four, five hours or so, I think it's like five hours. Mm. It um, Supposedly they, they are supposed to charge, you know, three hours and 15 minutes and they can, they can charge, I think like four times over yeah. using the case. So it's like almost 24 hours. So as long as you keep charging your case, then you're fine. Yeah. But the downside I find with wireless earbuds is the ability to lose them. Have um, you? I know you've had a, a couple. Of them, I don't because you put them right in the case. If right. you're if you're really anal like me and you put them right in the case when they're done, then you're fine. But yesterday I went to a meeting and then I had them in my hand and I put them in my pocket and Ooh. I just in the back of my mind I was like they're gone. You're freaking See you out. later. <laughs> See you later. Um, so I think I think like uh, a lot of folks have talked about that. But yeah. for me, I think one of the things that is really interesting with the AirPods is the form factor, their mm -hmm. choice and design. Like what what did you think when you saw? this little stick thing off of it's, earbud. It's so Apple in terms of like <laughs> owning up. So let's go back to just iPod and earphones. Yeah. So earphones back in the day were black and they were hidden. You knew, I remember just running them through my shirt, actually. That was like, that was, I thought that was the thing to do when you had that. Apple comes out with completely white earphones and it's essentially a fashion statement that they're putting out there that, hey, I have an Apple device in my hand uh, or in my ears and you know what it is. So that changes things. Apple's doing the same thing with uh, these, you know, these things in your ears. Instead of trying to hide them like mm -hmm. uh, every other, I think, wireless earphones that we've seen, apart from the ones that have a battery pack that run around your neck, I right. think that's actually a really cool way of doing wireless is so you don't lose them that way. It just can sit on your right. neck. Like the necklace ones are like, awesome. Right. Yeah. But Apple is just like, no, we're going to show off that you have an Apple device in your ear. And that also helps with the, um, I think it's called beamforming in terms of like audio technology that can pick up from like a specific vector point of sound. Um, yeah, it helps with uh, filtering the external noise for yeah. microphones. Yeah, there is some function to the reason why Apple put those sticks on the end of the ear earbuds. But um, at the end of the day, that's the exact reaction I had. Yeah. Oh, this is typical Apple. Like, Very. we don't want to hide this. We want everybody to know that you're wearing the AirPods. And so we want them to be coveted. They're a coveted brand and they're signature white and they're they're garish. Like, they're bigger than yeah. you think that they should be. Like, they're not the typical earbud. Yeah. We don't have them. We don't have them in stock. In stock. Uh, we don't have them on the table here, but they are slightly thicker and larger than the regular AirPods. Right. They look like essentially the same form factor, just slightly bigger. So if the normal ones fit in your ear, then these will as well. Right. Or if you had trouble with the first ones, these might, this might be better because it is slightly bigger. Yeah. I've heard just across the board that they feel comfortable people feel, feel like they feel comfortable and that they, well, yeah. So, and you know, uh, we'll see how many people actually lose them. I think like, you know, three, six months from now, it'd be really interesting to do a poll to see how many people mm. had to get replacement ones. Uh, or what happened with that. Yeah, and it's the replacement one, if you lose it, it's $70. Right. Uh, is what Apple said, which I, I guess makes well, sense. Well, they're $159, so it's like, it's half the price. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But really, uh, you know, really the AirPod is the the mechanism to be able to access Siri really well. And so, you know, we're seeing at the same time as hearables ramp up, the onset, the real onset of um, AI-powered assistance, you know, with Google Home and Amazon Echo, and so uh, hearables are really part of this new, uh, new wave of being able to talk to your computer. Um, and it is it's very much like that movie, Her, is kind of like yeah. the future that we're moving towards. Yeah. And I think the AirPod with the Siri integration is that expectation. And you are also able to use the AirPod with your watch as well. Um, yeah. There are some you know, unique tricks that you can do with the watch. And so if you start putting the pieces together with the watch and the phone and the hearable, 
um, it's starting to create this new mm. experience with your technology that you may not have had before. It's and it's all iCloud that's connecting these devices wirelessly. Exactly. And right. I, I, honestly, I would expect the new the Apple Watch Series Three, you know, that's going to come out next year, to carry the same W1 uh, line chip uh, as the AirPods, perhaps, because mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. it, it is a wireless device, and yeah. I think right now they're still they're slowly building it up to be its own functioning device. Yeah. Um, but to actually connect wirelessly, not through the same Bluetooth uh, mechanisms before, uh, would make a lot of lot of sense. So, but to go back to I, I guess why would you want wireless AirPods or with microphones in your ears? What what kind of benefit does that? to you and when what is these audio, audio augmentations that you can do? in general yeah like just in general mm-hmm. um well apart from just the fact that everyone hates wires mm. which is why you would want wireless but that that would just mean you go out and buy you know wireless earbuds there's right. there there are wireless earbuds that connect with bluetooth those are not the ones that we're talking about and the definition of a hearable is a little bit more connectivity meaning like access to um an ai assistant or a voice assistant like siri or having biometric capability to monitor your heart rate or your calories Uh or your steps, or in some cases actually augment your audio, be able uh, to hear better, uh, to filter out noise in the background, to create different audio schemes. Um, And then the last would be to be able to hear the world, hear a virtual world the way that we actually hear a real world, which is like binaural audio, 3D Uh audio, personalized audio. These are some of the trends within the hearable space. And that separates it from just wireless earbuds yeah, so that's exactly. a big distinction we should make and it is and i think that's something that most people still don't really are not thinking in terms of that and that i'm curious to see how apple is going to be marketing those uh improvements on your life because uh, they haven't really i mean the airpods are marketed as a way of just being wireless and with music and a way of like just not having to do much uh io and controlling of music like, because apparently it automatically kind of does the volume adjustment mm-hmm. according to where you are and how much noise is around you. Great feature because there's no, you know, volume buttons on up and down. You have to tap on it and tell Siri to turn, take yeah. the volume up and down. So that's a really interesting point. And let's, if we move past beyond Apple yeah. AirPods, there's a couple of other uh, lower, smaller brands that are now in the hearable space and actually augmenting the sense of sound in really interesting ways. So the ones that we have sitting on the table, right. if you can introduce them to so us. So the the one that I'm holding is actually from a company called Broggy. It's a Broggy Dash. These ones um, are, are probably not a good example of augmented audio, but they are almost like the Apple AirPod we thought we would get from, from every single way, meaning that the form factor looks very much like Apple. They're, they are white, they're shiny. They have mm. a touchpad that allows you to use various touch interactions, like mm. turn the volume up. Some of the other features on this one is like noise canceling, allowing for pass-through of noise mm-hmm. so that you can keep the earbud in your ear and I can still hear the world around me. They Love actually that. just launched this new feature called Windshield, which allows for you to still hear the world around you, but remove the noise of wind so oh. that um, it's a little bit more of an enjoyable experience. Curious but to the, try what, what that sounds like. But the biggest thing I think with this one is um, the ability for you to monitor your uh, biometrics. So it has an mm. oximeter sensor, which means that it gets your heart rate. It is tracking uh, using an accelerometer and a magnetometer, your motion. And so a lot of the things that you would get with a fitness tracker or a, a smartwatch um, you could do with the Broggy Dash. And I think that's an important thing to note. What's missing in Apple AirPod is the biometric tracking. Why? I think it's because it starts to cannibalize an already new category, which is the Apple Watch. It doesn't really serve Apple well to have 
two new devices do almost the exact same thing, was, even though they could. I right? was about to say that is that that's probably why they didn't add the probably yes yeah, exactly. It's just competing against the watch exactly. I mean, what I can predict in a couple of years, them being paired together, right? You buy you buy the wireless kit, and it's a watch, and as well as ear, you know, the earphones that come with it. That could be a cool. It could bundle. be really cool. Yeah, and it could be like you know, there are some like it, you know, I rewatched her the other day <laughs> because I I just wanted to catch some things. Mm. You know, now that you know, new technology has come to the market. If you recall, the her world mm-hmm. beyond the really really bad pants. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> watched it. Rewatch it because whoever made the choice <laughs> to dress all the men in high waisted pants, I don't think that's oh, the I, future. I, I actually really <laughs> dig that that whole style. Not because I like it, but I thought it was like oh, such okay. a great. <laughs> you know, plus take our years pl- and add add. 10 more years on top yeah. of it where are we going to go a little bit more hipstery and back back towards it's you know true. the 60s high hipster yeah but anyways beyond that um one of the things that you know was that uh, everybody was walking around with a hearable mm-hmm. an earbud and then they had these like small little almost like locket like little mirrors that they opened up that was the screen right do you remember that yes so what what that reminded me of is a small smartwatch screen you know and a hearable so is it possible that we will walk around with just a smartwatch screen so that it if, you know, Siri says, uh, you, you know, uh, Will sent me a picture, then I can't see the picture. Siri's not going to describe the picture to me. Yeah. Maybe. So I just look down at my watch. I have a little screen for me to get a sneak peek before I go home and, you know, use yeah. my, 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 um, my computer. Now, this all breaks down when we start to introduce augmented reality mm. in the mix, of course, because that's really where we are all headed. Yeah. Uh, but in the her world, that's kind of the combination. But yeah, I, I think, you know, we can definitely expect to see much more advancements from Apple. And I think Bragi's Dash is a good example of where Apple could potentially go. Mm. But let me tell you about one of the coolest things that they did with, yeah, with, Brash, uh, with Bragi Dash. How long so, have you had these for? And how- I had these as soon as they shipped them from the Kickstarter. This is one of my Kickstarter. Wait, and which was one was um, I would say... I want to say it's like at least six months. So you spent a Tru- significant amount of time using these. Exactly. And, you know, for the most part, you're using them for music listening. Right. right? They fit really comfortable in your ear. They feel great. They snap using uh, magnetic charging into the case, which is really nice. They look good. Like people comment on them. I haven't lost them. Hmm. Um, I do have issues with battery life just in general. It's not that the battery life's bad. It's pretty much the same as the AirPods. It's Mm -hmm. just that if I forget to charge them, they just sit dead Mm -hmm. and then I have to remember to charge them. So I think battery life across the board is an issue for every device. How do you forget to charge them? I mean, if you're putting them back in their case. The case needs to be charged. Okay, so you forget to charge the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's like, mm. even if I remember, like, even if I remember to put them in the case, the case has to be charged. Right. It's like the thousand, you know, iPhone chargers I have, yeah. the extra external batteries yeah. that I have at home. They're all dead in a drawer, right? Uh, but so uh, Broggy Dash, they um, recently updated their firmware to u- to offer KUI, Kinetic User Interface. And so mm-hmm. what this allows for you to do is use head motions like nodding or shaking your oh. head to be interaction uh, yeah. for uh, your music. Um, so if I wanted to skip a song, I shake my hand, my head, for example. Or you can also tap on your face, um, like your cheekbone, really? to interact with um, different things that you set within their application. So it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I'll be honest with you, tapping on my face is is probably not something I really want to do. Yeah. But it is really like interesting. Like you wiggle your nose to change yeah, the volume. Yeah, exactly. You just wiggle your nose. <laughs> um, but it is just really interesting that uh, to think about the potential of a hearable and uh, Broggy Dash has, has really, you know, been quite leading edge with that. That's cool. I, yeah. I- I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of gestural UI, both in and out of like VR. And I think if you do include IMUs in these things, then you do have some certain interactions that you wouldn't 
have nor- normally. I don't know about switching songs by flipping my head. Right. But what I do think- you think culturally about that? Because think back to, you know, Bluetooth mm. headsets. Like, well, how do you think that's all going to roll out? Are we just going to get used to it? Or do we still have issues with talking to ourselves, shaking our heads and looking a little bit, for lack of a better word, crazy? Yeah, it's it's it didn't really fit. The Bluetooth headsets, it's it's been out for 10, 15 years now and mm-hmm. it's still a cultural taboo and it's because you're still talking to yourself and they're supposed to be hidden, I think. That's one major factor. So, if we are now not trying to hide them, then if someone looks at you that you're talking to yourself, maybe there's a little bit of of leeway that you'll give that person like, "Oh, he's just talking to his AI. He's talking to his her." But it's still weird, I think. Um and I think that's still a problem that all these uh, immersive technologies are going to have to figure out how does it fit culturally into mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. Uh, into our. Do you speak paradigms. to your phone? Like, do you use the voice on your phone? <sighs> Siri's been ins- inconsistent, even with my uh, Seven Plus. Like, I did when I first got the Seven Plus, like uh, a few weeks ago. Now it's still like I had to restart my phone today because neither voice voice t- dictation was working or Siri, um, and that's really annoying. I and uh, my girlfriend tries to yell across the room, "Hey Siri!" and I'm like, "Babe, just don't even don't even try it." <laughs> I, I think Siri's the the one that's so far behind uh, behind Google AI Assistant, even Alexa, even Amazon with the, what they're doing. I like the uh, the Alexa on the uh, Amazon Echo, right? Is that what it's called? Where you literally like it has amazing uh, microphone technology. They do do beamforming as well, mm-hmm. and it picks up your voice even when it's playing music. Like right. that's that's right. pretty interesting. Um, but Siri's falling behind, and they need to figure out a way of really catching it up. And AI is definitely the next step. And essentially giving a purpose for these hearables and these VR and AR glasses to exist. Right. Yeah, and I think it's like interesting. Like if you were to just talk to a human in 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 real life, and that human ignores you, or if mm. if, if if it feels a little cold when they respond, yeah, you you feel awkward. You feel like you've done something wrong. Just <laughs> in in general, like just stereotyping the reaction. And I feel like that's where we're with with our AR AI assistants. Yeah, um, you know whether that be a hearable, whether that be a phone whether that be um, a, you know, a home uh, voice-activated device like Google Home and Amazon Echo, for the most part, they're, they're still not smart enough. And yeah. so when we talk to them, the response back isn't what's expected. Therefore, it doesn't give us a warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. And I think we start to not want to do it as often. Yep. And so it really needs to be a great experience. And I think we're not there yet with, with any of these devices because the commonality between all three is, is AI, is, the, is yeah. the artificial intelligence behind it. And I think what AI is going to provide is context for these uh, assistants to understand your context, right? Right now, Siri has no idea. It barely knows where you even are. And that, that was a cool inter- introduction when they had it. It barely knows where you are, and I think the, the location stuff is interesting. You know, it's supposed to tell you when, when to go to work based on your how often you go there at what time. But like, it needs to understand that oh, there's you know there's this happening around you or that person that you should be talking to that you have a meeting with. And and once we have these uh, more sensors, either cameras, either microphones, uh, ways for our AIs to understand what we're doing, then they can start adapting more to us. And then rather than us providing queries and, and search term to them, they just start talking to you and telling you these things. Exactly. That's where AI is really taking all of this. And and that's such an important point. And that's where I think a lot of us lose sight as to the value of wearable technology and IoT. Yeah. Um, these devices are not expected to work independent from one another. We're actually creating a network. Essentially, the new computer is the world. And we have to light up yeah. the world. We have to allow everything in the world to see, to sense, to hear, to taste, to smell, whatever it is. Because if 
the dream of IoT for the most part is automation, mm-hmm. is for the computer to be able to you know, present itself in a very intelligent way at the right time. Um, the computers need to know what's going yeah. on, not just with you, but with the world around yeah. you. And so your home, like whether you like it or not, and we can do a whole other podcast, I'm sure, on privacy, mm. um, your home, every environment, you, um, your dog, you know, uh, your plate, uh, everything needs to be connected in order for, uh, the, for, the, for computing to take care of you the way you really want it to. Um, and it's going to be really magical. It's going to feel magical when it happens. But right now, you only get little glimpses of it. Like when you can tell Google Home to turn on your lights. Yeah. Right? And that's it. Like, that's it. That's all it can do. Or it, 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 you, know, you connect it via Spotify to play your music and it changes your song. So we're getting glimpses of the future. But the, I think the reason why we're all frustrated is because the, the network is not there. And so we look at smartwatches and we say, well, why do I need a smartwatch? Because all they do is show notifications and and Fitbits and fitness trackers only track my fitness. Well, guys, all of these are necessary nodes on one big network and that network's just not there yet. And and I think it's just adding a little bit more friction to a person's life on I think on a mainstream level, which is why they haven't taken off to the point that Apple was expecting the watch to take off. So that those friction points are going to go away when you do have contextualized, yeah, uh, uh, contextualized behavior. So that's the main main thing that's just missing is like it doesn't know what you're doing and what you want and based on right. predictions. So so like with with Apple AirPod and some of the others like uh, Motorola Hint. Um, hmm, what's that? Uh, Motorola Hint was uh, a hearable that came out. I I want to say like a year and a half, maybe two years ago from Motorola. Okay. Works really well with Moto X. Actually, um, Motorola did a really good job with the design. Like mm. Daydream, they used like a linen um, uh, finish oh. on the on the outside. Came in various colors. Had a cute little lipstick like case uh, for you to be able to charge and carry it in. It was really great with music, but uh, but it was supposed to connect with Moto X to allow for you to do some really smart things. Again, more of an AI assisted yeah. uh, devices. Um, and so you know, devices like the Sony Sony Xperia um, device that's expected. Also, um, uh, of course, the AirPods and the Motorola Hint, um, these are devices that act like the Google Home, uh, Amazon Echo versions in your ear. And so that's a, a huge segment of hearables is being able to connect you to artificial intelligence. Yeah. And so if you're interested in the space, you should be following artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and you should be following the advancements in in audio technology and in-ear audio technology because yeah. uh, those are the components that are really going to uh, come together to create um, this type of uh, natural computing. And everybody's vying for it. Like we're definitely going to be seeing some, you know, Android-like devices coming out next year. Sony's devices coming out. Samsung already has their gear Icon X. Um, and so the the next place that you're going to see the big brands is not on your hand, but it's going to be in your ear. That's a, another battleground for big oh, companies. I haven't even heard of the Gear Icon X. Let me check that out. Do you know the Gear Icon X is actually very much like the Broggy Dash? It has mm. touch controls. Like the Broggy Dash, you can store music on the headphones themselves. They have ambient sound capabilities. Uh, they have an in-ear coach, and it tracks your activity, including mm. your heart rate. They're, they're actually um, uh, some pretty stellar earbuds. The challenge is, is it works just really well with Samsung, right. uh, which we could say the same with Apple, right? Of course, uh, it does work with other Android devices, but I, I haven't personally used them too too long. But I've heard some really bad issues with battery mm-hmm. uh, from other reviewers. So, that, that might be an issue. I mean, this is this I think just shows that all these hearables that are coming out that are so proprietary to their brand, they know they're not going to be 
taking off. And so you keep it down to an ecosystem, say, hey, hey just a, it's an add-on that you can throw on top of your phone uh, just to kind of test the waters. So nobody's fully committing to it yet because like I think, and, and the way they're marketing it as well, I think shows that where it's just, it's fitness first. I think that's right. that's it's the, an accessory still, right? It's an accessory because you know all of these companies are still making most of their money from their smartphones. Yes, yeah, and they will for a while. Yeah, they're not going to want to take that money away. So the, you know they're going to be easing into what they see as the future. Basically, the smartwatch, um, the hearable devices, is just a clue as to where they see things going, and they want to make sure they're starting to see that now with us as consumers. But I can see definitely this closed garden approach continuing in the hearable um, I can see that, yeah. you know, environment where you know, Apple, Apple will create its own nuances and features that are specific to you know, Apple devices and the Apple AirPods. That's going to be a competing feature with Samsung and Android devices in order for you to buy one over the other. Right. So I think we can expect that. But um, beyond, beyond these guys, I think like one, of the, one of the segments I want to kind of move into is mm -hmm. this augmented audio because you kind of mentioned it before. And although the Broggy Dash um, does allow for you to noise cancel and be able to uh, you know, switch gears to allow for the ambient noise around you to be heard. They really don't go as far as Doppler does. Uh, Doppler is really well known for actually augmenting the audio. And this yeah. is a brand new type of hearable category that allows you to play with the EQ and, mm. and allows you to be able to cancel out frequencies in the real world, create snapchat like lenses right. that are audio in form mm. uh to be able to go to who are they working with they're actually working with the cleveland cavaliers the fine arts mm. museum of san francisco the new york philharmonic JetBlue, to create actual audio scenarios that maximize that experience so they're also earbuds but um, they are really focused on you being in control of how you hear the world around right. you and, and like, so just to clarify this is uh, doppler labs here plus right so they did a little run in 2016, like a very sh limited run. I got to try them out here that, that Scoble had one, and I think you did. Uh, and now they have pre-orders for the, I think, second iteration of the first pair. Um, right. And what did you think of when you, the one you tried when you did try it? It's, I think it's just the same way as VR. Like, you can't even talk about it until you put it on, <laughs> and then you're like, whoa. Like, it does surprise you the first time you wear it, and because they're very good at canceling out the outside sound, and all you hear is the sound that it provides. And the audio augmentation is so cool. Like, I don't think it's all that useful yet. Like, it's great for novelty and great to just mess around and, and trip yourself out. Like, if you pair it with other pairings, uh, it could be fun uh, when you're walking around. But I haven't used it on a, on a long-term basis. I've only done, done it around the office. I liked it. I mean, I think have like turning on the phaser effect and suddenly everything around you sounds like it's it's you know going through a a soundboard and then has like a cool phaser effect mm -hmm. on top or um, feeling like you're actually in the middle of a philharmonic uh, orchestra room and then getting the echoes and, and uh, distortions that you would from that. It's interesting. I think this is like the first step for it, but where this is all going to go is now hear hearing augmentation or or uh what do you call it whenever it's for old people essentially hearing aids or hearing aids right yeah hearing aids are not sexy and their skin tone they try to hide blend into your ear and try to hide that i think hearables are gonna essentially do the same thing that glasses are now where it's more of a fashion thing it looks cool if you wear glasses and oh by the way you can also have better eyesight mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i think that's where it's going and we're all gonna have super hearing or well, you know, the elite of the humans, I'll say, right. <laughs> uh, will have like really cool ear, ear hearing where you like look 
at something and based on you know eye trackers that are in your glasses know what you're looking at and you like turn off all the other sounds and then you just listen to that tv that's over there or that conversation that's awesome that's one scenario that i can see that working out pretty well yeah i think we definitely are seeing the democratization of the hearing aid i mean it's about time because i think we all just really don't own up to the fact that we have a hard time hearing and it really stifles a lot of conversations we miss a lot of information I know it sounds really, um, I guess, not funny. That's not a great word, but I've started to use closed captioning on on everything that, that I, I I watch, um, and I really enjoy it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is annoying to have the closed captioning on top of the picture, but I'm actually comprehending a lot more of yeah. the show than I thought I that I thought I was before without it. And so this is in the same way having a hearing aid on would allow for you to capture noise. And how many times have you gone to a coffee shop to have a meeting, which is very typical now, and it's just really noisy and yeah. you can't hear either the call that you're on or the person that's across from you, but it you just you either just don't want to take the time or it's socially awkward to ask them to repeat themselves. Yeah. Uh, and so we are definitely seeing this. And Doppler, uh, the new Doppler uh, device has a couple of really unique features that I think are extremely beneficial, um, including the ability to amplify speech, but they have these um, smart filters that actually uh, cancel out specific frequencies. So, for example, you know, you're at a coffee shop outside on the patio and a you know, fire truck goes by. You don't need to hear that fire truck at, you know, its loud intensity. And so Doppler's device could actually cancel out that high frequency sound to make it a much more enjoyable experience. And that's what they're doing with these custom profiles, like with the Philharmonic uh, experience. Yeah. They're working with them to say, OK, how can we make this experience the best audio experience possible right. by maybe um, making sure that any coughing or you know candy wrapping yeah. uh, is all canceled out so you can just focus on what you need to focus on. Uh, and that's kind of really exciting. I think it's like a brand new way to think about how to I- enjoy things that we've been doing for forever, really. I think that's a perfect segue into my favorite use case for these hearables is music and how music actually can change based on now if you have not only, you know, perhaps binaural recordings of, of your room or understanding of your ear and your pinna and, and actually adjusting music to that, but also the IMUs that are in there actually get, giving you uh, head tracking mm-hmm. within, a, let's say, a soundscape. Like things like that, I haven't seen, I've seen so little with even within VR of people like playing with music that's spatialized around you that you can, you know, whatever direction you're looking at, you hear something else. I think that could be something really cool that. Mm-hmm there's no one really creating content for it now because there's no easy way of consuming it. But these, these hearables do have the capabilities and I'm excited to see where that's going to go. The one, the only company that I've seen doing much for it is, is Osic and Osic actually is building the headphones that scan your ears, uh, essentially figure out your auditory anatomy of your, of your ear and how to shape the sound so that it sounds uh, more clear in terms of spatialization like because right now in vr it's the hrtf that they're using for your ears the average hrtf for people that's the equivalent of like the average inner pupillary distance for a headset so right like if you fix it at 64 millimeters and that's like the average guy for me that would look wrong because i'm at 68 um and that's what it is with audio so it doesn't really sound uh you can't like close your eyes and locate exactly where the sound is coming from. It doesn't sound as natural as what you're used to on a mm-hmm. daily basis. So if now when you add a scanning of your ears as well as actually they're taking, Osic is actually taking the Pink Floyd recordings from the 60s that were recording in quadraphonic, which was a format that nobody really had access to, but they still did it anyway. 
And essentially, it's a spatialized way of recording that. And now they can actually bring that from the 60s into the 2010s and, and give you an ability of moving your head through throughout the song and right. the band. Right. That's cool. I want more of that. Well, and so HRTF stands for head-related transfer function. Mm -hmm. It's basically how you are able to hear sound from a point in space. And, you know, as you mentioned, like there's some, there's, there's so much complexity and I'm not an expert in audio, but through my research in the, in this field, I, I found that, you know, your, the way that you hear is actually influenced by the, the sound bouncing off different environmental factors, hitting your torso, Mm -hmm. you know, hitting your shoulders. And then entering your ear canal and then your pinna, which is the shape of your ear, is yep. just as unique as your fingerprint. Yep. Um, and so, as you mentioned, it's like not just about placing the sound in space, which is like spatial audio and binaural audio, which is like 360. Right. But uh, you have to, the, some, the device uh, needs to understand or the experience needs to understand how big your head is, your head relation to your torso. What, what environment are you trying to replicate if you're trying to replicate something in VR? And then also has to know like how to bounce through your unique pinna. Yeah. And so, you know, OSIC is the only device that we, I think, know of that is actually uh, about to ship a pair of head, yeah. uh, phones that are trying to conquer and tackle all these issues, or at least yeah. the majority of them. OSIC is the only one. I think 3D Sound Labs from France is also doing, or is claiming to do something similar, at least. Uh, they have a pair of 3D headphones that are coming that are out, I believe. But the part that actually is exciting that they're doing is that they have a Bluetooth module that you can buy to just place on your regular uh, over to your headphones that connects to your phone and actually adds the IMUs for the head tracking within right. uh, an immersive. That's really thing. cool. Yeah. So I think that's cool, but there's no content for it yet. Like I had to like email the developers and be like, "Can you guys can send me some?" Like examples for me to like listen to apart from the one that came with it. Like, you know, there's, there isn't any uh, content out there for it, but like the, these are ideas that have a lot of potential that nobody's really taken mm-hmm. advantage of mm-hmm. yet. So it's never too early, I think, to start working on it from like an audio production standpoint. But uh, I hope this, you know, uh, this discussion actually puts it in people's, uh, you know, attention span for them to understand that there's something cool happening well, here. This year, 2016, was really a great year for virtual reality. And yeah. what that means is that we started to put computers on our face. We started to put screens on our face. And that allowed us to enter the computer, basically, enter the simulation. And so I think that's the first step. And and the next step, once we're in that simulation, is for that simulation to feel as real as possible. And that's why I think the, the next a challenge is really going to be on the audio front. And I don't know if if uh, if it's going to be necessarily going down as far as personalizing sound, mm. but for sure it's going to be about binaural, you know, 3D, 360 sound, spatial audio, making sure that the audio is placed in yeah. the places that it's expected to be, using that as cues to help guide, um, you know, the user through interactive experiences mm. and ensuring that the scenarios sound the way it should sound, like a cathedral sounds like a cathedral or, yeah. you know, or whatnot. And there are some startups that are, are looking at that Dear VR is a really great one that's mm. creating like a Unity like audio asset store for different scenarios and the ability to place uh, sounds in different spots. Dysonics, Visisonics, mm-hmm. Two Big Ears, uh, yep. which got bought by Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oculus has their uh, spatial SDK. So there are some tools that are out there, and uh, but we need the combination of tools and then, like you said, uh, the hardware that has at least bare minimum the IMU, the head tracking. And uh, the content for, for uh, to be able to to, to do that. So it, it's it is really exciting, and you know, I, I, you know, I've I've uh, I've done demos where you know I've heard uh, the difference between um, you know 
generalized HRTF, yeah. um, uh, which is uh, you know spatial sound for everybody and spatial sound that's for me personalized HRTF, and it was really really magical. Yeah. It really is like as you mentioned. I hate saying this because it, it doesn't help from a marketing perspective, but you have to hear it to believe it. Yeah. Almost like VR. But when you do hear it, you're like, wow, that's that's how I should have been hearing sound all yeah. along. And that's how you hear sound in the real world. And mm -hmm. we should expect nothing less. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's a good message to, you know, anybody that's in a startup or a developer or content creator is that, you know, we're starting to see audio, uh, 3D audio tools come out, 3D audio uh, hardware come out. And the bar of expectation should be that your virtual reality or augmented reality experience should sound like the real world, just like you're trying to make it look like the real world in some cases. I think that's going to be a marketing, a huge marketing push from these companies uh, coming down the line. And I think I'd love to take this conversation into the, the final segment, which is essentially what are our predictions with 2017? What are we expecting to see? Uh, and is anyone new going to be entering this space? AKA is Google going to be doing it? Oh, they would I be, see. they should be the first, like they, especially with the how much they're focusing on ai and talking and you know the google home you know essentially the alexa mm -hmm. competitor like i think that could be a huge add-on but what are we expecting with from to see from 2017 i actually didn't even expect for the airpods to come out in 2016 right. uh mm -hmm. with these delays so yeah so okay what can we say okay so let's break it down so i think the here i think on the hearable side um i actually wouldn't expect google to come out with their own hardware because if you think about how they've been playing um the smartphone race they've really won on the operating side sure. uh, and so Up i think this i year, think though. google voice like google assistant is going to be a multiple android powered hearables from the the likes of lenovo and asus and you know i think we're going to see those guys come out with hardware and then they're just going to use google assistant you know, already with sure. um, already with I think it's Xperia, Sony Xperia. Mm -hmm. You can choose to use or use the Google Voice Assistant or Xperia's mm -hmm. Assistant, and people often just default to Google's. Yeah, Google's why would voice. you not? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what I would expect. In in terms of like Apple, we may see a refresh. You know, they tend to always refresh at least once a year their line. Mm -hmm. Could we see a refresh of the AirPods, or is it too new? Maybe we'll see different colors. That's maybe yeah. as far as, as I would go with that. The red would look uh, cool. But I think like what we're going to see is like, I think we're going to see and hear the Doppler experience, which is, you know, they're delayed right now in getting their device out. And so I think that is the company to watch to see what mm -hmm. people's reactions are mm -hmm. on actual augmented audio. And in the augmented audio space, we didn't mention a lot of other companies like Nuhira from Australia or mm -hmm. Opticon, which is actually a hearing aid company that's making hearing aids for people. And so I think that would be my biggest prediction is that next year we're going to see a lot more companies playing in the augmented audio space like Doppler. And they're going to be smaller companies or hearing aid companies that are creating connected right. hearing aids. So it's sort of a trickle down from the med tech space down to right. the consumer exactly. market. Exactly. Uh, like we're seeing with a lot of other industries now is just going from business level down to consumer. Exactly. That's and on, the, on the VR side, and it would be uh, 360 sound spatial audio mm -hmm. using you know IMU. Maybe not as far as OSIC, maybe not as advanced as OSIC, but having headphones that are specifically made for virtual reality for mm. better sound experience and more developers using the tools that are coming out to take advantage of that. Um, I, I, the Rift already has integrated headphones, which is a godsend, I'd say. Right. Uh, but Vive, I think hopefully by this point next year, they'll have either an add-on or gen generation 1.5 that does have integrated uh, headphones. That's been probably one of my biggest things with the vibe is that it's just another thing to, f to worry about in terms of cabling but yeah if you have these headphones integrated in 
obviously th- spatialized sound is going to be a huge aspect of it and and i know the oculus rift even has like a digital mm-hmm. like a DAC in it uh, that is handling all the audio so there's going to be a lot more of a, a limelight on the audio side of things coming in 2017 we don't know exactly what products is going to be are going to be announced i i'm still going to stick by google i think the the last part of 2016 the whole hashtag made by google push that they're doing with the pixel the daydream uh the google home i think i'm forgetting one they are going into the hardware space just you know verticalizing the from hardware to software of one product line um and this could fit into it but i think you know right now there's still a lot of things that are holding it back and uh, just to finish it off mm-hmm. one the one thing that's missing from all of this is like wireless charging honestly is like not not a pad that you put it on just like you walk into a room and everything is being right. charged that's what <laughs> please build saying. that startups and tech community <laughs> i mean the rumor is that apple's working has been working with wireless uh, charging but uh the there there's certain inf- infrastructure things that haven't been established yet but 2017 apparently is going to be a year to look out for that or tesla right right they would be for, well it turns out tesla's well at least elon musk is now <laughs> getting into building tunnel tunnels uh that's his next industry the is creating something called the boring company to bore through mountains nice. brilliant that's crazy so so one last thing i want to add that we didn't talk about is you know we talked about ai and we talked about vr but everything uh that we're talking about on the audio side uh really comes into play for augmented reality as well so i think yeah. that that should be noted that in order for augmented reality to really exist in the way it needs to be we need to have that sound experience sound real and that's an even harder nut to crack because you need to mesh real world sound with virtual sound um and so i think that may not be a focus for 2017 per se um but i definitely see that as being one of the technology challenges and barriers uh that startups and and large companies will be focusing on maybe behind the scenes to prepare us for our ar future it's coming it's, it's i think coming. a lot of is is these are the building blocks uh that are being set here and uh, and it's fun to analyze it and try to predict what's going to be uh building on top of it so this is the topic we're going to come back to for sure. Awesome. Uh, I hear and, you. <laughs> and Tom, I mean you you know so much about the AR space. I think this is going to be kind of a series that will be continu- continuing off either through research VR or something uh even just completely separate. Um just cuz you know, I think there's there's so much to be learned here and 2017 is going to be a much bigger year for just uh pass through glasses and these mixed reality glasses that they're calling which is essentially cameras on VR that pass through but still augment things so yeah exactly um awesome thank you so much for joining us thank you okay bye bye